Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of everyone's favorite podcast, Bets with Bot. I'm your host, Justin Bot, and let's get right into this one. So, last episode was a while ago. It was March 8th that it was recorded. So, it's been a little hiatus in that category, but you know that we're back at it. Here on March 21st, making our second episode, and we're just going to talk about our previous bets that I made. only made two. This was the under in the Kings and Ducks game, and the Canadians spread, which was one and a half at the Canucks. The under was five and a half goals, the Kings at the Ducks. And that did not bode well for me at all, pretty much. Uh, uh, Considering the team that won had the over by itself, which was the Ducks. They won 6-5. So, yeah, 11 total goals in that one. Not my brightest moment, but, you know, first episode, I got to shake that off. Canadians at the spread. I thought it was a gimme. And they didn't even win. They lost a shootout. So that shows you not to get too prideful with your picks. Canucks only won 2-1, to one, but sometimes you have an off day, and that's all right. And that is all we're going to talk about, about hockey, because this is a March Madness podcast from now on. And I'm excited about March Madness. I'm going to talk about some underdog prop bets in college basketball that actually worked out pretty well over the course of these past couple days. So first off, we got Colin Castleton, the Florida guard whose line was over one and a half assists. And this line was pretty hefty. It was at plus 164. Which, as you may know, is a pretty hefty line. I know I'm saying hefty way too much, but I don't have many adjectives in my repertoire. So, you're going to have to deal with it. So, plus 164, what does that mean? That means if you bet 20, you're going to win about 32 bucks. So, if you were to bet that, then, hey, you're rolling with 52 bucks right now on your total payout because you won 32 So, hey, that's a pretty good payout in my book. So, up next, we got Sean McNeil, the West Virginia guard. And this guy went absolutely bananas in his first game in the tournament. His over was set at two and a half, three points made for the game. And when it's set at two and a half, you feel like that's a pretty big number because... I mean, how often do you see a guy make three three-pointers in a game in college basketball? I mean, it probably happens pretty often nowadays, but you got to be pretty bold to take that. And this was set at plus 148, which is also a pretty solid underdog, at least for a prop bet. I know we briefly talked about prop bets in the aforementioned first episode. But now we're just getting right into it. 
plus 148. What does that mean? We're going to keep with the $20 bet. And that means that you'll win $29.60 if you would have bet that. Because he actually had seven made three-pointers in that game, which is absolutely phenomenal. He averaged 2.2 three-point field goals made during the season. So that's impressive all on its own. And he actually had 11 games with three or more three-pointers made and four games with more than five. So he's quite the sharpshooter. And he really showed it in that game. Next up, we have Alan Griffin of the Syracuse Orange over for one and a half assists. Now you gotta remember here that Alan Griffin is a forward, so those guys don't get too many assists, but then you look at the line and see that it's plus 180, and you're really tempted to take that. And if you would've, then you're winning 36 bucks if you're betting 20. If you're betting 10, then you're making out with 18. So that's a pretty nice win in that category. Up next, we have Aaron Henry of Michigan State. And his prop bet was over one and a half three-pointers made for his game against Wichita State during that play-in game where Michigan State ultimately lost. But it doesn't matter because he finished with two three-pointers made, and that's all he needed. Plus 150. I wanted to take five prop bets, and this is maybe, I mean, the worst one, in my opinion, because he only finished with two. The other one, it's plus 148 with McNeil, and he had seven of the three-pointers, so he really blew that out of the water. With Henry, he barely made it, and... You just got to hope that he does it the next time you prop bet him. Next up is a guy you probably heard of if you follow college basketball. Ayo Dosunmu, the Illinois guard. It's actually under for .5 three-pointers made, which means you got to bet that he makes zero three-pointers. So you're kind of rooting against him in that matchup against Drexel. And luckily enough... He made zero three-pointers. So, there you go. You finished 0-1 from three during that game. So, that's a pretty solid payout if you... If you're like Dasunmu's like arch nemesis and you just want to bet against him every game, probably won't work out too well. But that time, it worked out beautifully because... You bet $10. You're winning 16 in that one. Up next, we have some March Madness sort of common bets that have flopped already. So I know a lot of people really liked Illinois to make it to the NCAA championship and maybe even win it. But that obviously did not happen. And it can't happen because they were eliminated by Loyola Chicago. And Illinois was favored by plus 500 in that. And that's the third best odds 
that they had out of all the teams that were in the tournament. Baylor was second, and of course Gonzaga was first. So that's obviously not a good look if you bet Illinois like some people did. It's me. I bet Illinois. Two of my brackets. I only did two, so it was fun while it lasted, but you know. Just not a good look. Also, uh, Final Four or picking them to win the Midwest is at plus 150, which they have the third best odds of a team making the Final Four and also the best odds to win the Midwest, which is a pretty stacked region at this point. But yeah, they did have the best odds and now they're not going to win it, so... If you picked an even bigger underdog, then kudos to you because it's looking pretty good. If you bet on a team like Houston or maybe even Oklahoma State pending that game or Loyola Chicago, it would have been a pretty good pick considering they were the eighth seed. But on to the next pick or bet that kind of flopped. Ohio State to the Final Four, not as big of a favorite as Illinois, but they were a two seed, so I have to bring it up here. They were plus 395 and had the fifth best odds according to Sports Betting Dime website to reach the Final Four. And all these other websites are different, so it could differ. I saw one where they had the eighth best odds, which isn't very good. So, obviously, Ohio State, not going to get there because they just lost to Oral Roberts. And that was thanks to a 30-point performance from Kevin O'Banner and Max Asmus, the leading scorer in college basketball, and Oral Roberts. They look pretty good against Ohio State. I'm looking forward to seeing how they perform in their next matchup. So, my picks for tonight. We have the over in points between North Texas and Villanova. It's set at 126 points, which isn't a very high line at all, in my opinion for really any college basketball game. And I think this is almost... Nah, I don't want to say it's a gimme because then I'll jinx it. But you're just asking for 63 points combined for both the teams just to push. And these are two teams that can obviously score because you saw North Texas had a great offensive performance yesterday thanks to Javion Hamlet. And Marjorez McBride, who combined 6-for-10 from three-point range in the win over Purdue. So they can shoot threes, and shooting threes is really going to bring up the scoreboard. And Villanova's no stranger to offense either. They tied for the 11th best offensive rating in college basketball this year. Even without Colin Gillespie, they definitely know how to score. And... A lot of people counted them out, but they're still going. So this should be an interesting matchup. And we'll see if the over hits in that one. 
just need 63 points per team. Next up, we have number 12, Oregon State, playing Oklahoma State. And we're taking Oregon State plus six. They are not favored in this one, as they are the 12 seed, of course. And that is for minus 105 is the line on that one. And also, I forgot to mention that the line on the previous one was 110. So, yeah, similar lines in that category. So, first off here, Oregon State really surprised everybody in the month of March because they were just 11-11 and 11 on February 20th after they lost to the Colorado Buffaloes by a score of 61-57. And since then, they have really gone on a tear. They've been 7-1 since then, and they won the Pac-12 during the winning streak, even though they finished the regular season only 6th in the conference. And we know in the tournament that Oregon State upset number five ranked in the region, number five ranked Tennessee, who was a, probably a lot better than the ranking suggests. I mean, you be the judge of that. But they were ranked 26th in Ken Palm rankings. And in those rankings, they were number four in adjusted defense. So that's a top five defense that they beat in. Tennessee was a pretty good team. They could have been ranked higher, but there are so many good teams in college basketball that it's hard to do them justice. And Oklahoma State is certainly going to be another challenge for them. Is Kate Cunningham really makes a difference for any team when you have an NBA prospect playing against people who probably won't make the NBA. But... According to Ken Palm, the Cowboys are actually a worse overall team than Tennessee. They are ranked 28th in their rankings, so it should be interesting to see how this one unfolds, considering that they were actually ranked worse than Tennessee and not really better than Tennessee in any of those rankings on Ken Palm. I tried to look, and I did not see them ranking higher especially in defense because Tennessee is so good in defense except for that one game where they just couldn't stop Oregon State. So up next, we have Caleb Boone's under for rebounds at plus 115 is under set at five and a half rebounds. So this is the only underdog pick I do have, and it's not a very big underdog, so I apologize for that. But Caleb Boone, he's a six foot nine forward, and he averaged five point six rebounds per game for Oklahoma State this year. And last game he actually had a pretty rare poor performance on the glass against number thirteen ranked Liberty. And he only grabbed three rebounds and he played in only 12 minutes so I don't know what the coach saw there that they took him out that he could only play 12 minutes when he's a six foot nine guy they can probably grab boards fairly easy considering there aren't that many guys in college basketball that are six foot nine or taller and another reason where I say 
that he won't get that many rebounds is because he has to battle with a guy by the name of Warith Alatiche, who plays on the opposite team, Oregon State. He's actually six foot seven forward, but the stats will not show it because he actually averaged nine point seven rebounds this year, which is more than four more rebounds than the guy who's two inches taller than him grab. So I really like this underdog pick because, I mean, Alatiche, he's just a monster on the boards, and he plays a lot of minutes. He averages seven and a half more minutes than Boone. So in averaging those more minutes, he's on the court more often, and Boone has more of a chance that he'll see Alatiche on the court at the same time as him. So he won't get that many opportunities to get rebounds. At least that's my thinking. Even though he's two inches shorter, he is a far better rebounder, in my opinion. And yeah, that's pretty much my ideology as to why I think Boone won't get it done. And the last one we have here, I know I said it'd be all March Madness, but I'm keeping to professional basketball for my last pick because I think it's a pretty solid one. I have the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, minus 10 at the Los Angeles Lakers. That's minus 105. And the Lakers are without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, LeBron James suffered a fracture in his foot so he's gonna be out for a little while and without your two all-star players against a team that's second in the western conference the more difficult conference i think it's safe to say that they can definitely win by 10. the suns are 27 and 13 and they are really good they're ranked eighth in offensive rating and tied for fourth in defensive rating so with the addition of Chris Paul, it's really put Phoenix over the top this year. So with all that and LeBron James and Anthony Davis not being able to play, I think that really impacts things. And when it comes time for the next episode, we'll look over these picks, see what I did right, see what I did wrong. Maybe I got them all right. I doubt it because I just went 0 for 2. But we will see. And I will catch you guys next time on Bets with Bot.